lot of us have heard a saying similar to this, uh, serve your family as Jesus would serve your family. But none of us are Jesus, so how do we even do that? How, how do we serve our family well in a way that pleases God? Well, I'm John Fuller, along with Dr. Danny Huerta, who heads up our parenting department, and we're going to revisit a conversation with author Courtney Ellis, who has some perspectives on that question. Uh, she and Focus President Jim Daly talked about how to have an attitude of service um, toward your family, toward your kids, especially when things aren't perfect. Courtney, uh, let's go over a few of those experiment outcomes. Being a science guy, I like that. But what were some of those failures and successes in that idea of serving your children? So when I wrote that chapter of the book, I intended this book to be a 12-month experiment in spiritual practices, and it ended up taking me over two years. Oh. For reasons that I talk about in the book, they just things got you're delayed and stretched out, and life <laughs> happened. We, I, I got pregnant with our third, and it was a rough pregnancy. Um, but the spiritual discipline of service is wonderful because it parenting is all about serving, and you're you're making the food for your kids, and you're changing the diapers for your kids, and you're buckling them hopefully safely into their car seats, and all of these things. And what I started to learn was when I became aware that Jesus was in the boat with me. Um, I just, I felt so much less alone in this evening routine. Often my husband had meetings at church. I was still on maternity leave. And so it was this long hour of loneliness until I started realizing Jesus was in the boat, right? This is the story in the gospels of the disciples in the storm and they're terrified and suddenly they realize, oh my goodness, Jesus is in the boat. And yeah. yeah, when you realize you're not alone, it really does transform the experience. And there were nights where I would have to apologize to my oldest son in the morning because I was not as patient as I wanted to be. There were nights where our youngest went to bed beautifully and then woke up in 20 minutes thinking it was morning. Mm-hmm. And then we put him down again, and then we put him down again, right? It was relentless. And Jesus was in the boat. Yeah. I can relate to that youngest that's kind of was my attitude as a boy i got up way too early like four or five in the morning yes to go outside and play batman (laughs) (laughs) but life why why sleep life away there's so much fun you can do our middle kid we we call him the piece of toast because he would pop up at 4 45 in the morning and he was up for the day and i was like dear jesus there is not enough coffee in the world yeah people my mom just let me go i mean i'm sure her friends are going seriously (laughs) and he was so happy it was hard to be mad at him but I was like, oh. I got to meet him someday. Yeah, he's 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 a trip, man. <laughs> Let's describe how you learn that you can't be Jesus to your kids. I think this is another one of those control features for moms, particularly both moms and dads. But moms tend to have a little higher dose of, you know, I can take care of their surrounding. I can manage it. I'll put them in the right place. I'll put them in the right class with the right teacher. I know every teacher, you know, all those things. And you start to like, overguide everything you're kind of being god in their life yeah and we we talk about this in parenting ministries you're the first jesus your children will see and that's way too much pressure jesus is jesus you're the mom you're the dad and that's all you need to be and that's wonderful grace to remember that these children are entrusted to our care but we're stewards of them ultimately they belong to the lord um I had a lot of fear with our firstborn that when he was a baby, when he was an infant, he would be one of those SIDS babies who died and didn't Mm. wake up. And so I would check on him every hour. And my husband was like, you need to sleep. And I said, well, I can't sleep until you promise me he'll be okay. And he said, Courtney, I can't promise you. Right. I can't promise you. But what I can promise you is that Jesus is in that room. 
Well, Danny, I really appreciated what Courtney's husband uh, said. Jesus is in that room. That's a great perspective. How can that help us set the fears kind of to the side and trust God? Yeah, it, it really helps us know that we're not alone. And we're not there to be perfect. We don't need to be God in the room, this, this perfect being that does everything perfectly as a parent. We have uh, Jesus with us who cares deeply for our kids, and not everything rests on us. Their whole life does not rest on us. We get to influence them, and we get to seek God's guidance in the room as we're interacting with our kids. And in that, we get to love them, we get to be loved back in our imperfections and all. And that's where God says, hey, lean on me, depend mm-hmm. on me. And that's, that's what I pictured with this. Jesus is in that room. Do we really actually believe that? That's the big question. Do we believe that Jesus is in the room with us when we're with our kids, guiding them, loving them, and sometimes making mistakes as parents? And knowing that God's filling in those gaps, he's knocking on the door with our kids. Do we pray for that, that they will listen carefully uh, to God's voice and be able to discern through the noise to hear God's voice? And it doesn't have to just come through us. Mm. It comes into their life through the experiences they have with us and also just experiences in general. Let's be praying for that, that they begin to see Jesus in the room. Hmm. That's a really good encouragement. And uh, as you heard, Courtney has some great insights as well about trusting God. And uh, we'll commend her book to you, Almost Holy Mama, Life-Giving Spiritual Practices for Weary Parents. Uh, We've got it here. It's available to you for a gift of any amount to the Ministry of Focus on the Family. Uh, Stop by the show notes, uh, follow the link, make a donation, either a monthly pledge or a one-time gift of any amount and we'll make sure to send that book to you. We'll also point you to a page called The Best of Parenting Resources. Danny and his team have put together uh, this extensive list of videos, articles, and so much more on a variety of parenting topics, and uh, we'll have the link for it in the show notes. Next time, we'll hear how a family has navigated having a special needs child. And uh, for now, on behalf of Dr. Danny Huerta and the entire team. I'm John Fuller, and thanks for listening to the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. Hey, parents. Parent here. If you're searching for biblical and practical tips for your kid's specific age, you know, with all that extra time you have, well, you can stop. Focus on the Family has weekly age and stage emails that bring the tips to you. Each week, I get an email for my son that I can read on my phone and put directly into practice. No more sifting through junk on the internet. I can focus my time on being intentional. It's easy. Visit MyKidsAge.com, add your kid's age, and get to parenting better. That's MyKidsAge.com.